matter how glamorous, fabulous, famous, how many followers they have on Instagram. Like, I've met so many girls at these influencer things where, like, they're Ms. They are so Ms. And there are so many girls and young girls who aspire, and you come from this world to want to be like this Victoria's Secret model. But little do you know, she's really unhappy. So it's like, very unhappy. You have to fill your cup up and not look so much at everyone else's because it's not what's actually going on. All right. So it is with the most amount of joy that we introduce the incredible Liv Schreiber to the podcast today. Renowned as the founder of Brand Caffeine and Hot and Social, rightfully earning her the title of CEO Queen, she is also affectionately known as social media's best friend and big sister to many. We have the absolute pleasure of talking with her, talking with her about life, authenticity, kindness, and innovation while getting her insights on all things dating, relationships, and love. Amazing. Welcome to the podcast, Liv. Thank you so much. Do you ever going? get confused with the other Liv Schreiber? My dad. That's not your dad. My dad. Liv Schreiber? <laughs> I, I don't know if she's lying or not. <laughs> the amount of guys who ask me that, I just say my dad, and they just like <laughs> wait for a signal on my face to like, and I just, I kind of just look away, and I let them battle with that in their heads for a good time. That's we, amazing. We had, we had us battling in our heads for a second, because when I was researching you, yeah. I was like, why does Liv Schreiber keep popping up? That's just not who I'm looking for. <laughs> well... I, uh, we message each other back and forth a lot on Instagram because people tag me in his things and I want him to see it. So we say happy Hanukkah to each other every year. Um, wow. Have you ever met really in person? Nice. We haven't. We're some sort of cousins. We haven't really taken the time to figure that out. He's a little busy. Somewhere, somewhere in the family tree. Yeah, those somewhere. Do you spell the last name the same? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's like one, one, I mean. It's one letter off. Yeah, one letter off. So it's like, it's, yeah, I'm sure you get mixed up all of the bloody time. All the time. Do you want to move that microphone a little bit closer? Yeah. That is incredible. I'm a big fan of him. He's a good guy. I'm, you know, I'm very lucky. My name could be like Liv El Chapo and people would be like, (laughs) what? You know, he's a good guy. So thank you, Biev. That's incredible. (laughs) All right. So I think I want to start with, um, all of your companies, I think the fact that you like you literally are so multifaceted because you do marketing and coaching, content creation, and are the CEO of Brand Caffeine and Hot and Social. Yes. Which is like making me tired just thinking about all <laughs> I love business. the hat, by the way. Thank you. Love it. I have to get you guys these hats. Oh, love it. Did you get a, did you get some of our merch at the event? Oh, I have a Green Flags t-shirt that I wear all the time. Okay, we'll send you some more. I stuff love as well. the Oh, you heard the request. No. Red Everyone flag. wants you to make red flag. Yeah. Yes. So we uh, at our first all hands meeting in New York. Yeah. Red flag was up there, and then I stupidly said, "Well, we can only afford to do a few. Let's do green flag over red I flag." I think you wanted to start it off on a positive note. As I, well, have, which I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. But what we're gonna add red flag because of the amount of feedback from the uh, subscriber. Hey, more crew. collabs, more yes. more yeah. opportunity to prosper. You know. <laughs> so what? How did you start Brand Caffeine? Let's start with. Um, it was 2019 and transparent. I actually don't think I've ever told this story. Um, I had just gotten fired from, I I had been launching a jewelry line with a very well-known New York jewelry designer and the jewelry, um, we launched a collection. It was called the I am bracelet and it did so well. Um, there were different colored strings on it. So it said like, I am powerful. I am strong. They're actually still out today. They're such bestseller hits. Um, but you know that craving that you get when you want to be an entrepreneur and you kind of get a little, you have to get, you have to burn your fire in order to really want to go persevere and do something. My, my fire hit when I saw the stacks of boxes of this bracelet that I launched pile up, but my salary remained the same. And I was like, if I could do this for someone else, what if I could do this for me and other brands? Um, so I got fired. Uh, the, the lower level line of jewelry was not doing well except for this one bracelet I launched. And I (laughs) was sprinting on the West Side Highway, tears streaming down my face. Like my mom was on the other side of the West Side Highway and I was running towards her and I was like, Mom, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. It was literally (laughs) How old were you? I was was 20. I graduated a year early from college, so I was 22. Oh, so you were a baby thinking like your life's over. What am I going to do? Life's over. I have no (laughs) clue what I'm going to do. And the next day... Um, someone slides in my DMs and they're like, Liv, are you still managing accounts for brokers? And I'm like, I used to work in real estate. So I was like, what? And they go, are you still managing social media accounts? Like I've heard you're the best. 
And I was like, yeah, I have a few spots left. I had never been managing. So smart. And literally the next day I started, it literally fell into my lap, social media management for brokers and celebrities. And within, I'd say, two months in the pandemic, we had started representing an entire brokerage. Wow. I absolutely love hearing stories of success, especially within the pandemic. I think that we, we've talked about this a couple of times, but I feel like it was a real challenge to people. Either you rise and you kind of like rise above and you do something really important for yourself mm-hmm. or you kind of succumb to the the fact that you can just lay down and do nothing all, for two years, basically. Totally. So the fact that you did that's incredible. Whoa. What do you find most fulfilling about um, doing the work through Brand Caffeine? I love making people feel good. Um I think that we all have gifts, and I went to a Kabbalah class last night. I'm, What's a Kabbalah? It's basically like a learning about spirituality. Okay. And I'm not like a weird cult junkie or anything. We we live in LA, so you live in it's LA, you get us. it. But I wanted to go just to like be open to hearing what people have to say and not being on my phone for an hour. And they said that you know everyone has these gifts. Like you guys started first round on me, but why are you into that instead of news or instead of politics? Like. Where did that personality and that interest come from? Mm. It has to come from some higher power somewhere. And once you tap into that, you're unstoppable because like you're so passionate that it kind of fuels you. So I've just been passionate about people for as long as I've been alive and just like leaving them feeling really good is m- my favorite thing. That's you, amazing. You can tell that even when you came in just before, you're just like with this big, beautiful smile on your face and you just radiate this really positive, open, warm energy. Thank you. Yeah, and it's amazing you said that because when people ask me, like I, I want to start a business or I want to do this, mm-hmm. like my first question to them is, are you actually passionate about that? Right. And a lot of people aren't. Like a lot of people start businesses to make money. Right. And I tell them, you know, that's not a good first strategy. If you start a business because you're passionate about something, money will come because you're right. going to work so hard at it that it's going to be the best company it could be. And if it's a good company, then you're going to be successful. But I think a lot of people can't differentiate like, are you actually passionate about something or do you just want to make a lot of money? Correct. And listen, like we're so privileged. Like there are some people who just have to work and have to start. And like I started in real estate and I cried every day before work and it sucked. But also knowing what you don't like and like how that sucks and that feeling of having the worst boss ever, (laughs) that is so good. Like I don't think I know how good I have it and how hard I should be working had I not had my boss who was in jewelry who was so hardworking and my boss before that who was such a devil. Like you kind of got to, you know, pay your dues before yeah. you're able and to. And it's like dating too. I think yeah. same thing. Like you know what you don't want. Right. You learn from other people's relationships, experiences. But it's funny because you brought up that first company and how, you know, it didn't work out for you. Uh, and my journey is kind of similar. I started a t-shirt company. But now that I think about it, it was called You Power. And like what, what we would do is we would just put motivational quotes on shirts and try and sell them. I love that. Epic fail. I had boxes in my I house. My I'm mom, sure your mother still has some up, my, yeah, up in the attic. I still have them. But I would just go around and like my messaging was to be positive. And now that I think about what's happening with first rounds, I mean, it's the same messaging. Just obviously I learned from the first failure, had corporate jobs, which I thought were my dream job. But I was like, oh, this sucks. I can't wake up 7 a.m. and come home at 7 p.m. every day and just sit at this desk and just watch myself gain weight and be unhealthy. And, wither away. Yeah, just wither away. And I think both experiences led me to now this. Mm. And we'll see what happens with this. But yeah. I, It's a true testament, I think, to a lot of people out there is like instead of getting discouraged by having a shitty boss or starting a clothing line that perhaps doesn't work out in the way that you want it to, it is just a lesson. It's a life lesson. What is that? What's that big list of people? It's like you're never too old to start. Yeah. Because like Oprah Winfrey started mm-hmm. at X and Steve Jobs started at X. And it's, yeah, I think it's a true testament to that. So congratulations yes. to you both for learning your lessons. <laughs> and back at you, I have to everything about you too. <laughs> Hannah started young. I did start young. I started 16 when I started as a model, international model. Wow. And I left the industry last year after 15 years. Just last year? Yeah. I, I could have kept going, but I honestly, it was just to the point where, I mean, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm eternally grateful for the experiences I got, for the lessons that I got, um, for the amazing different countries that I got to go to. I met my lovely husband because, you know, I was working in America. Um, Dating a model, now married to him. (laughs) He manifested that shit. Not bad. He manifested it. M-A-M, manifest a model. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> Did you used to say to yourself, I'm going to marry a supermodel? Uh, you married I, a model. Well, I've said this before, but it's really true. And again, this could be more of the spiritual LA side of me, mm -hmm. which maybe doesn't resonate with a lot of people. But from a young age, I always believed in like these grand ideas. And now that they're starting to happen, I'm just like, okay, like it, manifestation right. kind of makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I have all these manifestations for the future. They're huge, grand, but they're all getting tackled. So I'm like, hey, just keep doing it. It makes sense though, even to the New Yorkers, let's just separate the two, even to the New Yorkers who may, maybe don't or LAers who, LAers, um, <laughs> like who that. don't believe in manifestation, like it does make sense because if you just visualize yourself achieving great things, you strive and work harder for greater things. If you feel like life's over, this isn't it, this sucks, this is just where I'm going to be, you're not even putting yourself in the rooms or going for the opportunities because you're already shutting the door. So just logically, manifestation makes sense. Also I, in terms of, sorry to interrupt you, darling, but also in terms of like people to people, right? If you walk around with this big bloody dark cloud over your head, then you can feel that and people are not wanting to give you opportunities, not wanting to work with you. So the more light and open that you are about all of these endless opportunities that, that are available to us, I think the better people are drawn to you. For yeah, it. and I think, yeah. I think people look at it from A to Z. That they're sitting here today and say in their normal corporate job that they don't like. And again, this is for people who want to be entrepreneurs. If you don't want to be an entrepreneur, totally fine. Like, right. That's, that's different. But they, they're sitting there and they're like, I wish I could own my own company or I wish I could be a celebrity or I wish I could be an actor. And they, and they look at someone else who's been doing it for 20 years and like, oh, it's impossible. Right. But it's like, yeah, but the work they put in for 20 years and took like small incremental steps. If you take those small incremental steps, you're no different than them but they had the courage to take the steps, whereas you're just being like, oh, it's impossible. Right. So well, go all in. Yeah, yeah, go all in. I also think people see like an end goal, like they'll see someone like you or someone like you or someone like bloody Steve Jobs who's created this incredible entity, right? And they go, well, that looks easy. I can do that. And the reality is it takes 10, 15, 20 years of work. It takes shitty bosses. It takes all of these things to be able to, to get to that level. But people, we live in the age of instant gratification where people just want something and they're not willing to work for it. Well, I think I think that's also why as you become a founder and run a business and the more successful it gets, they say the lonelier it gets because people start not to get jealous of you, but they resent like, I wish I did what, what Liv did. I wish I did what Joe did. And yeah, they're outwardly happy for you, but internally they're like resenting you through themselves. And they're like, damn, what if I did that? And I think that that road gets tricky as it, it keeps going. Yeah, I don't like that road. <laughs> yeah. I just only tell tell things to my mom, my dad, and my grandpa. That's really, and my and my boyfriend, that's really it. I your keep grandfather, it small. Your grandfather must be so proud. Yeah, tell us about your grandpa. Why your grandpa? Are you close with him? Oh, my grandpa's my best friend. Really? He, I'm going to see him Sunday. I see him almost every other weekend. Um, he has, I, I post about him. We do a lot of ads together and <laughs> his name's Grandpa Lyle and I talk about him wherever I go. He's 87 and I also have a grandma too. Um, but my grandpa has taught me so much about life and perspective and um, he took me to his grave the other day. <laughs> huh. A full thinker. He has his headstone up. And in the Jewish religion, you put stones on the top, like to, to say that you've been and like you're visiting the person. He had stones on his headstone. People think he's dead. And so <laughs> he took a head, he took a stone from the neighbor next to him who's actually dead and put it on his. And I got it in a video and everyone was like, did he just take someone's headstone? And he's like, tell them she's not going to notice. So, um, I laugh when when I talk about my grandpa. He's where really is funny. he? Where is he from? Where is he born? Um, he's from Yonkers, and he lives in Connecticut. He was born in America. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow. What a funny name, Yonkers. Yonkers, New York. You where? should have him on the podcast. Would we would love if you to could have set him on. that up. I would love that. I will. We want to be like. We want to talk with everybody. Oh. Oh, let's do it. So I think you're the complete opposite of him in the best way. Yeah. So like having him, he's would really be inappropriate. Like you'll have to That's edit great. out all of his jokes. Because I there'll feel be no like, editing. <laughs> I feel like I would want someone who's inappropate. That's not my dad. Yeah. Because then they'll be like, oh, Joe's then, like his dad. I'm like, oh, dad, you can't really say that some of that stuff. But um, to your point, though, like there is a lot of perspective that I think a lot of kids in their 20s and 30s need that we can only gain from people who have had that life experience 100%. who really like kind of put us in our place and are like, seriously, that's what you're worried about? Or here's how it works out. 
So it's really helpful. I really recommend everyone have like an elderly person that they can just talk to. 1,000%. My entire life, my mother worked in aged care. And so I was always around people who were in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. And it was, even as a young child, it was really fascinating because as you said, it's like you just get a, you get a wealth of experience without really having to like delve outside of your, your social circle yeah. in a way. Like my favorite thing to go to a dive bar and find like the old fella that's sitting at the end of the bar and be like, what's your life story? How, how are you going? What's going on? Because it's so interesting. As you said, wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I think, I think that's the problem with the world now is like back in the day, mm -hmm. as history would go on, you would learn from the elders. Like the elders taught everybody everything in school and university. Mm. Now we get everything from social media. Mm. Who's People who are younger than us and our age and we're taking that verbatim Whereas we should be listening to our parents, our grandparents, people who have been through life, but our lives are so quick now that we're like, ah, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't right. have time to sit down and talk to you. Respect and it's sad. I love right. that your grandfather is your best friend. That just brings me so much joy. Yeah. He's, his email is hiphoplyle at gmail.com if anyone <laughs> wants to email him. He loves it. You don't have to cut that out. He'll want you to email him. Ask him love advice. Ask him anything. Oh my God, that's incredible. That's We're definitely going to have him on. I can't wait. <laughs> all right, so you do all this delicious content creation for everybody else, but you yourself have a, quite a thriving like social presence. What's your approach to content creation? Like just, yeah. I just, I just do whatever I feel in the moment. People, <laughs> I've had managers, I've had, you know, social strategists and whatever, and they're all like, Liv, you need to be more planned than this. You can't just throw things based on how you feel. But it's worked for me so far. I, I know what people are feeling on a Sunday night and I'm able to talk to them or, or give them advice when they're going through Sunday scaries. And I know what people are going through on a Wednesday when maybe they're anxious that they don't have plans and that's why I started hot and social. So I just kind of throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks and sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but I love it and I, I'm so grateful for the people that follow. I think that that's why you've, you've garnered such a great audience though, is the fact that you are so authentic in the way that you do it. You're not sitting there planning it out. You can kind of feel sometimes when like these social media accounts are just so curated and you're like, it's nice, but I don't think, as you said, I don't think you really understand how I feel. I can't really relate to it. So the fact that you do right. just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> I could use some cooler like fashion shots that I'll try to weave in in 2024, <laughs> but we're getting there. Oh, wait, and then you touched on your boyfriend. Yes. How did you guys meet? We met in the elevator. Oh, tell us the story. Is it in New York City? In New York City. An love elevator this. love story. Everyone calls him handsome neighbor. Um <laughs> 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 because I moved into my building in the West Village um, in May. I was going through a breakup and a mentor of mine, someone I actually host Camp Social with, um, she was my camp director growing up. She said, Liv, write down a list and I want you to feel the feeling of being with someone who is everything that you want. So I wrote down, we're so LA, um, <laughs> I wrote down like, you know, all the qualities that not just tall and handsome, but deeper. Is he things. tall and handsome? He is tall and handsome. There you go. That's a win. But like, you know, like qualities and, and being close to family and. Morals and values. Intellectual and being able to challenge me mentally. Um, and I walk into the elevator throwing out my garbage and I look up. And it's like this tall, cute guy. And I'm like, hi, because I say hi to everyone. You said hi first? Yeah. But I say that. hi to anyone. <laughs> like a janitor in the elevator, say hi to him. And we were best friends by the fourth floor. So like he was no different than anyone else, except he thought I was flirting with him. I was not. I just said hi. And then I got <laughs> out. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I feel like something's going to happen here. But like he could be visiting the building. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, bye call my mom giggling like I've met this cute boy in the elevator. The West Village is going to be so fun. Love you, bye. Also, side note, meeting somebody in your apartment in New York, if you're not going to take it serious, yeah, it's tough because then every person you bring back to your apartment… You have to sneak them through the basement yeah, like I did. Yeah, it's an awkward situation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Elaborate, please. We, we meet in the elevator… Okay, we leave. We don't see each other. The next day, the doorman is like, Liv, I have a note for you from the building, but I lost it at Camp Fun. I'm like, S don't stress. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. I have to find this note. I'm like, okay. It's all right. It's whatever. <laughs> um, he then proceeds like a week later to be like, Liv, I have the note. And he gives me a post-it note, and it says Kyle with his number on it. 
And I'm like, oh my God, I hope this is the elevator guy. But like, I met so many dads. I don't know <laughs> who it is that left me this note. Yeah. So I go in the package room, look for a Kyle, Google him. I'm like, okay, that's him. But I'm not going to text it because I'm not that desperate. So I put it in my kitchen drawer. And I'm like, when I see him, I'll see the vibes. A few weeks go by. I see him outside. We do the head nod thing. And I'm like, He's oh. probably thinking that you don't like him because Correct. you didn't reach out. Okay. So, and he's the kind of guy where, like, girls come up to him at clubs and whatever. Like, he doesn't have to go out of his way. And he's always operated this way. So I think he's like, guys, I don't I left this note for this girl. She's not answering. Anyway, he texts the number. It's him. And he invites me out. We go out. Sorry, this is a very long story. No, no it's I love perfect. this. We go out to Little Branch, which is a great Oh, like I love Little Branch. Little it's it's we have a uh, best speakeasies in New York that we recommend. Yes, it's number two. What's number one? Number one was Rain's Law Room. Oh, I need to go. Rain's Law Room. <laughs> I, I made this list when I lived here, which was twenty nineteen. So is it still around? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. It's a great I spot. It's like it's you. like you have to knock on the door and then they'll take your name and then call you. Like you can't just walk. Oh, in. that's sick. I yeah. want to go tonight. <laughs> okay. That's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we go to this. Speakeasy, and I wasn't sure if it was a welcome to the building thing or if it was actually like, I like you. Um, so we hugged under fluorescent lighting, and I was so confused. And then we kept dating, and now we just moved in together. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. amazing. In so the same building? Scary. Yes. Yes. I went on a few other dates through the basement while we were beginning to date, and then we got more serious. So, basement But now let me ask you, because… That's what we preach for first rounds. I mean, that's what we did. Mm -hmm. The fact that you guys didn't really know much about each other until that little branch date. Yeah. Do you think that helped a lot? Where it's like mm. you had so much to talk about and so much to engage on. Just walk me through that like yeah. first couple of minutes of the date. I think um, it's really cool when you don't know about someone. Like I also even when it sucks when your life is on social media because as you guys both know, nothing is actually all the full picture mm -hmm. on social media. So I was going on dates with guys when they were like, oh, I know you're close with your twin and your grandpa and you speak Spanish and you're a scuba diver and you were just in Colombia. And I'm like, you didn't, the date's over. Like you didn't even. And how awkward is that though? So awkward. I hated it. It's so awkward. And we, we talk about this, you know, endlessly. But like you said, you, you ask somebody these questions when you think it's nice. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. I know you went scuba diving. You think it's going to open up this amazing conversation. But in right. your head, you're like, that's so weird that I don't even know you. And you know about my vacation a couple of months ago. Right. Sure, let's talk about it. <laughs> I guess it's like, if it's a follower or or someone a part of my community or a friend, like, yes, cool. All cool. I want to <laughs> talk about it. But if it's someone who is trying to get closer to you, but they assume that they know everything already, it kind of wrecks the whole thing. It's boring. It's, it's boring, boring if you know everything. Yeah. And then and then they think you're like just like your social media when you can have a little more spunk or maybe I curse a little more in real life and you don't know that. <laughs> so anyway. Well, like, it goes back to that like preconceived notion of somebody, right? And there's yeah. an, this extra added layer when there's social media involved because like you said, people can go on there and be like, well, this is what this woman is all about. Mm. But the reality is you're so much more nuanced. Everybody is. And I could have right? done that about you. Could have. Like, didn't. Yeah, I could have Googled you and been like, Oh, tell me about like dating this celebrity and that celebrity. And it could have been a weird date because we wouldn't have had a second date if you yeah, did. Yeah, you've been like, why are you asking me about all these people? It's kind of weird. But I told her, I don't want to know anything about you. Like, you're, right. you're beautiful. Yeah. You seem very interesting. Let's figure it out right now in person. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's cool too because you ask those questions. Like, I always encourage like getting deep, get into it. Oh, like, yeah. what was your. I mean, you could start light, like, what's your, what was your favorite part of the day? What sucked about your week? And then get deeper into, like, you know, what do you, what's your true passion? Or, like, do you actually like what you do every day? Or how could your life be a little better? What are you actually looking for past the service? That's what, that's when we connected. Because when we first met, we had an attraction for each other, which was amazing. But then some of the questions we asked were like, Oh, I, want, I really want to have kids. She said that to me. And mm -hmm. I could have been like, oh, I'm not really looking for kids. And then probably it's one day and done. But I said, oh, I really want kids too. And then we start talking about, oh, what makes you tick in life? Oh, I really love helping people. What makes you tick? Oh, I'm making this app that helps people. It's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And we started to like build the blocks of alignment. 
And then it was like, we need to have a second date because this is just so amazing. Well, I think what you just said was really interesting. And I think it goes back to like, so people have these like precons, like these lists of things that they want, right? You were even talking about, what was, what was his name again? Kyle. Kyle. Handsome neighbor. Handsome neighbor. <laughs> um, even talking about that just in terms of like, you know, these are the things that I want in a partner. And I think when people go on a first date, having these deep, beautiful questions is such a good thing. But like, don't don't go into it the way that you described it rather than going into it being like, I want children by this age. I want to get married by this age. I want this. I want that. Like non-negotiable kind of attitude towards it because I think that's when it scares people off and people don't want to get deep. Right. When you go, what's your what's your biggest dream in life? Or like, what was your rose and thorn of the day? Or right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, the one that I well, – we have a mutual friend that has been doing this. We won't say her name. No. But uh, she's kind of like an, in her anti-man phase. Uh-huh. And when she was on a date, she would kind of say this stuff. And it, obviously the date wasn't working out. And I was like, imagine a guy went on a date with you and was like, I'm in this anti-woman phase. You'd be like, well, that's kind of inappropriate. <laughs> that wouldn't work out so well. No, it would not. Not in any way, shape, no. or form. But yeah, I think having those like, those really beautiful, deep questions, either weeds at the people that you don't want to be a part of mm-hmm. um, or brings you closer to somebody that you've just met, which is a really beautiful thing. What was Kyle's deep right. question that really got you? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was- You just saw how- tall and handsome he was and everything else (laughs) was gravy. I think it was actually more so I always thought because I come from an entrepreneurial family, I am one, that I would be with an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And it caught me by surprise that he's a lawyer. No. Um, And I never expected myself to to date a lawyer or be with a lawyer. just thought they're too logical and grounded and calm. (laughs) And so that is what surprised me is that he was so – he remembers everything everything and he's so he he weaves it back into the conversation to show you that he's listening oh love that and that was kind of like wow and he didn't play any games it was just very direct and I always think like when any of my girlfriends are talking to guys and they're they're playing around with them messing with them they're stressing and they have all this anxiety he's not your guy your guy he's not going to make you do that a guy who wants you is going to show you he wants you guys are very simple they show up and they're like, hey, when are you free next? Loved hanging out with you. Want to do this next? That's it. Like, Yeah, I would say I definitely agree. Like if a guy, you, a, a woman will know when it's the right guy when on the first date he sets up the second date. Right. And he texts you and he's not like, oh, I have to wait three days or yeah, or like doesn't answer. he's talking to somebody else and figuring out how to like maneuver. He's He, he will just say like, hey, I, I want to take you out again. And you're, you might think, Oh, this guy's a lot. Right. But when we know the right woman, we are a lot. Because it. I think both ways it happens far and few between where you meet someone who's so amazing. Right. So you just become a lot. And it's just like persistent and kind of like, you know, I, I don't think it was this like bone chilling, oh my God, I'm in love. Let's make out in the rain and, you know, spin in circles. It was more so just like a calm ocean, which I'm not a calm ocean. <laughs> so it was just like… Consistent and calm. Yeah. Which is, I think, what you need. But uh, honestly, opposites attract. Like he is like a tourist through and through. It's like very calm, very grounded. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm fucking all over the yeah. place. Which I love and works really well for our relationship. But right. it's like that is that old adage of opposites attract. There you go. We balance each other out. <laughs> Boom. Um, I want to talk about Hot and Single for a little bit because we just did an event, which was, as Joe said, the absolute gold standard for events going forward. Shout um, out to you and Danny. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Danny. I <laughs> She's love Danny. such a sweetheart. Um, She's so funny. But you, like, so Hot and Social and First Rounds of Me, I think, have something in common in terms of the fact of championing in-person connection. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How did you come up with the concept of Hot and Single? So hot and single, hot and social. Hot and social um, started as hot and single. My brother is single, and I used to always say, like, oh, my twin brother is hot and single. And they'd be like, Liv, <laughs> that's kind of gross, kind of funny. <laughs> so I threw a party because I was like, everyone should come, hot and single, meet each other, just come solo mm-hmm. and leave as friends or more. But you have to show up solo because when you bring a friend, it's it's really debilitating if you're a social butterfly or just want to meet other people because you kind of have to nurse your friend and stay in the corner with your friend. It's a safety blanket. Yeah, and not to say that friends bring you down, but like if you want to meet new people, you and the friend have to be on the same page that you're going to go out there and like come back together, but go out there. Yeah. You know, so I had a party and then everyone was like, you should make it hot and social so that people can come no matter if they want to be single or not, like just for friends. Mm. So I started hot and social. We've been around for a year 
20,000 people on a wait list and wow. tickets go live tonight for an event. So What's the wait list for? Is there, is there like a, a link to get tickets or yes. is it like a website? It's um, a link to get tickets. So our, and you could you could you have to be on the wait list to get a ticket? You have to be on the wait list to get first access tickets. Wow. Otherwise, that's you can super go on impressive. Instagram. Do you do you find um after kind of opening it up and making it hot and social, do you find that you still get predominantly like single people coming to look for love or is it still more kind of like a social aspect? I always get the questions about do I have to be single? Mm-hmm. But once they understand the branding and get into it after like swiping through a few posts, they know that everyone comes, our tagline is 99% arrive solo, 100% leave this brand. Oh no, I have that written down. I thought it was so cute. <laughs> so I try to like blast that so everyone knows. And also like sometimes couples come, obviously prefer to people to show up solo, but I also understand wanting to do something where you both get out there. So yeah. I love that. And we, we try and preach that as well. Cause like, Dating apps have a stigma where it's like, oh, you know, another dating app. But we're trying to be a social app. We're helping dating. But at our events, we're like, same as you. Like, come meet a friend, meet a business partner, meet anybody in real life because that's how opportunity arises. And it doesn't have to be solely romantically. Mm, But I I love that. Yeah. Not just meeting face-to-face. But I think, like, I think probably for both of you, actually, is a really good question. Like, how how important do you think – like in-person connection, face-to-face contact is in the world that we live in that's so heavily technological. You're such a good moderator. She is, right? You really are. She's hot on herself. I've only, like, yeah, so yeah. I think it's like my eighth <laughs> or ninth podcast, but I'm trying to get better at it. You're but so I really good. appreciate that compliment. You really are. Thank you very much. I see you. Um, <laughs> uh, in-person relationships are everything. Are mm. you kidding? Like, you have you ever matched with someone? Like, I used to be in Raya and Locks Club and all the apps and – not to put them down, but like, first of all, me so much better, but like, <laughs> not to put them down, but you meet or match with some hot guy and then you show up in person and you're like, this is miserable. Like, your personality is non existent. I gotta get out of this date <laughs> right now. So, I think you have to meet people in person to feel their vibes. I agree wholeheartedly. Done. Well, we've, we've talked about this so many times, but when people like meet somebody online and then they foster this relationship with them, it, more often than not, is nothing like that person because people have time to curate mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. They're, they're putting their absolute stunningly best foot forward when in reality we are all so multifaceted. So yeah. like just the fact that I love the fact that you champion in-person connection. Yeah, and I pulled this article up too oh, for gosh. in-person connection. So it says that hmm. uh, three out of every five people in the world post-pandemic are feeling lonely. So it's what? like a better time than ever to connect with people. And the more you connect with people, you get three important things. Greater life satisfaction, more resilience, and better mental health. So it's just like like we're saying. It doesn't have to be romantic, but being in front of actual human beings is so important for your mental health. Like yes. it's just a healthier human being. And you human, human beings are built to socialize. We're built to be together. Mm-hmm. And if you isolate yourself, especially with the ease of social media, you're going to feel so depressed, so lonely. And then that's when spiralization happens into whether a career or your love life. So mm-hmm. I think it's super important. I agree with this. I, can you show me that article? Yeah, no, because it's funny because not, not that we always like to get something to clip, but I'm always like, I need, I need to understand like in-person connection deeper and deeper. So like yeah. I always find like one part of the week to like find some articles. So I was like, oh, let me do it on the way to the, uh, the podcast. Um, so I found this one. I thought it was really cool. I'll send it to you. But there was another part of it. And you can keep going. And I'll- That's so great and mm. so interesting. I mean, even for me, when I'm at home on a Monday, Tuesday, and I'm working from home, not leaving until the afternoon, I truly get so, first of all, unmotivated. Mm. But second of all, like kind of depressed and in and like I kind of close in. And I notice it within me, which is why I started Hot and Social because I'm like, I want to meet new people. I don't want to just rely on my friends and if they're available at night. Like what if there's a group of yes girls? What if there's a group of people who want to work out together? Like why why do we have to be so lonely? Well, somebody who needed that, that little nudge, you yeah. know what I mean, to get out there, especially post-pandemic where we were forced to be isolated for such a long time. I think it took such a toll. Why do you think we're so divisive now? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. People hate each other just based off what they're seeing on Instagram. If you're fed Palestinian stuff, you're you hate Israel. If you're mm. fed Israel stuff, you hate Palestine. Obviously not getting political, but like 
It makes sense. Well, it's the a perfect example. so binary. Right. It's so binary. It's black and white. Zero, one. But That's then, it. you know what's funny? You you hang out together in a room. I had a nurse from Palestine um, taking my blood today. And we had the best time together. And, like, you realize all this stuff on social media, people aren't having these face-to-face, like, beautiful connections and experiences. I, we, we would be – we are made to think that we are so vastly different. Yeah. When in reality, us humans, regardless of where you come from or what you do, are so fucking similar. Yeah. We used to ask this question, if we could have one law in the world, what would it be and why? And, like, a lot of people had, you know, very interesting answers. I don't know why we stopped it, but it comes back to mine now where mine was that – Two people who thought about something, whether it was politically or some topic that they were very divisive on, we could mm-hmm. say this war is one of them. They would have to sit together and have a mature conversation about how they felt. And then they couldn't leave the conversation until they mutually agreed to be in the middle about something. That's insane. Yeah. And obviously it will never happen. But like, oh, that, no, would, never say never. that would be the law that I wish the whole world could have because it's like nobody's 100% right. It's right. your perspective and their perspective. Tell each other how you feel and then figure it out and meet in the middle. Right. Um, but like yeah. That. Do you find the other part? Oh, no. It was, so this was um, how how do you make human connections? Six ways to feel more connected. So one, surround yourself with people with shared interests. So hot and social does that. Yes. Overcome your resistance. Boom. You just spoke about that. Uh, smile once in a while and try and be a positive attitude. Uh, four, open up to others. Five, don't hide in your phone. And six, stay in touch. So those are the six rules according to betterup.com. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> on uh, how to have better in human interactions. But, but I think as uh, it's difficult as entrepreneurs too because you don't have an office to go to. Like I have an yeah. office, but I go like once a week. Um, but I make a poignant effort. Like every morning at nine o'clock, I go to Soho House. Mm-hmm. And I treat that as my office for a few reasons. One, it's like a routine and it like makes me feel like I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But two, what you said is I love being surrounded. And I don't like to say that cool people, they're motivated. Yeah. Like they're all working on something. Mm-hmm. And you could say what you want about So House. It's not as cool as it used to be or, you know, it's flashy. But everybody there is doing something interesting. Like-minded. Just, yes, that like-minded like energy, mm-hmm. it motivates you. And it's super exciting because I've met so many people there, whether they're men or a woman, just like through a PR connection or a marketing connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're not in those situations, you're never going to meet those people. Correct. Yeah. A hundred percent. What are your What are your aspirations for Hot and Social? Oh, I got asked this yesterday um, by someone on our team, actually. And it's really important to all have like a cohesive uh, thing we're striving for. Um, I want to unite over a million friends. That's the big one. Um, but number two, we actually just developed, we've been around only for a year. And by the way, it was an accidental business. Like I just was like, yeah, I'll throw up a few parties. Like I did not Helping expect. your brother out. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't, I had no clue that this was going to become something. So now it's our second year and we're getting more serious. So we want to, um, we haven't, we haven't really shared this with the public yet, but we want to have a specific offering um, that people can count on that's consistent and that they know will happen X amount of times in X amount of ways. Ooh. Stay tuned. Very Stay intriguing. tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Very intriguing. She's just dropping a whole bunch of breadcrumbs for us to be able to follow. I love it. <laughs> Wait, listen, bio. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I want to ask you one more question before we dive into kind of like dating and relationships. But your mission seems to be to remind people that the world is full of inspiration, which I yes. think is such a beautiful thing. What message or piece of advice would you give to encourage people to embrace inspiration and authenticity? Oh, that was so good. I would say you haven't met all the people who are going to love you. And I stick up these stickers all around New York that say that because it's just true. Like my grandpa met someone last week and invited them to go back with him to the diner, which is the only place he goes. Um and he was so excited that he made a new friend and he's 87. And I think if I'm 27 and I think that I've met everyone significant in my life, it's such a narrow-minded way to think mm-hmm. when it's so exciting if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my God, like, who am I going to meet today that's really going to just 
make me happier. Um, I had a I rent out my dresses on Pickle. It's like this. Pickle? App. Yes. I love that name. You have to do it. <laughs> I rent out my closet. It's the best thing. I ever. absolutely adore pickles as well, so that works out well. And they have like Uber drivers who come and pick up your clothes. And the guy who was picking up my dress at eight in the morning was like so happy. He had such a great voice and we had such a great time. It was my first interaction of the day. And like he really set the tone for my whole day. He really did. And he was a vibe. And I told him he should be a voice actor. And he told me it meant so much to him. And like wow. we had this great exchange and maybe we'll never see each other again. And we didn't connect to be best friends. But like there are those little moments that happen and you just are like, oh, I was meant to say that to someone. Maybe we're not just meant to receive messages from people, but we're meant to like tell them something they had to hear. I love that so much. Yeah, I want to be a best to, friend. <laughs> you can move to, like, to the city. <laughs> to just like if you see somebody on the street, smile and nod because you don't know what's going on in their life. And maybe that smile and nod gave them one second to think about everything else and be like, oh, there are good people in the world. That right. person gave me this little moment of positivity. Let me change the way I think about the rest of my day. Mm. When if you didn't give them that smile and nod, they could have all these negative thoughts in their head and you don't know what could happen in that you situation. You don't know. And everyone is going through something. Every single person, no matter how glamorous, fabulous, famous, how many followers they have on Instagram. Like I've met so many girls at these influencer things where like they're Ms. They are so Ms. And there are so many girls and young girls who aspire and you come from this world to want to be like this Victoria's Secret model. But little do you know, she's really unhappy. So it's like- Very unhappy. You have to fill your cup up and not look so much at everyone else's because it's not what's actually going on. It's not as it seems. That was one of the things I loved most about you. Yeah. Is that, you know, on the outside, I was like, oh, like you said, it was M-A-M? M-A-M. On the outside- (laughs) I was MANing. I was right. like, oh, this is insane. But when I met her, I was like, oh no, this is my deep attraction to her. That she is so different than what I thought in the best way. She's right. she has depth, she's got intelligence. I thought um, I also think that the the illusion was shattered for you of like what this like public perception of a model is versus like what a model actually does and what they go through. Like he was like, What do you mean you're insecure? And I was like, babe, I've been picked apart right. for 15 years. People tell me that I'm fat and ugly to my face, like mm-hmm. on set. And that in of itself kind of destroys a woman's psyche, along with all of the societal pressures and the societal kind of layers that we've got going on. So but I think it is, as you said, the this like grass is greener effect or this like aspirational thing of being like, well, if only I can get to that space and then I'll be happy. But the reality is you're happy where you are as long as you're filling your cup up. In the way it needs to be filled up. I heard this quote that goes along with that. You guys are so cool. <laughs> and it was like, your dream job isn't always what's right for you. And your dream person isn't always what's right for you. And that hit me so hard. It was the first time I ever heard it Wait, yesterday. so let me think about that. I'll elaborate on that more. So your dream job… Isn't always what's so like best what you, for you. Like, you can uh, be okay, miserable okay. as a Victoria's Secret model mm. or… Uh, dating someone who you thought mm, was like no. your dream guy who checks off everything checks on this like mental boxes. list that you've gone on but the reality is like you just don't know where you're going to be the happiest until you actually do it yeah it reminds me of a uh, what's that movie with adam sandler oh grown-ups when the three you know what i'm talking about i don't know but i know grown-ups. okay so like the three the three women they're like moms yeah. and they're all on vacation and they see like a really attractive guy and he's like flexing and they're like he starts walking up to them mm-hmm. and they're like sweating and he starts talking. He's the highest pitched voice, and they all start laughing. <laughs> oh, I guess I know exactly. What yeah, you're and it's like the perception of, oh, right. this is amazing. Like, what's gonna happen with this guy? And then you start talking. It's like, oh, like what a dumb. Right. <laughs> so just be happy with you and where you're at, and feel confident, and like just go for it. If if people don't like you, like that's their loss. Move on next. 100%. Well, I think I, I totally agree with that, and I think age comes into play with that. Yes. And you being 27. Yeah. Thinking that way, I feel like you're a little bit ahead of the curve because when I was in my 20s living in New York, I always compared myself to other people. And I was like, I want people to like me. And like, mm-hmm. I, that's, I cared about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to be like 30, I was like, well, no, a lot of people aren't going to like me and it right. is what it is, but I like myself and that's what's most important. And yeah, I, think I think it you, just takes some time I to I think get you there. realize totally. by being yourself, people like yeah, you so true. much more than, than in the times that you were trying to be likable. Right. Like you... Yeah, I love that so much. All right, do you have any, um, speaking of green flags and red flags, as we were saying earlier, do you have any green flags or red flags that you think that people out there should look for? Do you think yes. exist? Oh, tell me. Many. <gasps> I'm from New Jersey. I tell it like it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> number one, name dropping and talking about like how much 
you close a deal for or how much you make, automatic red flag, alert, alert, alert. <laughs> if they're dropping a name or saying how much they're making. I agree. It ain't happening. Next, move on. No. <laughs> they're it. no. If they're also, if they're picking you up in like a Ferrari, they don't own it. It's not theirs. Wait a second. Wait a second. I just need to tell you this. On our very first date, he lived right around the corner. Yet he drove a Porsche, right? To uh, and so, thing. And then it, he tells me later that week on our second or third day, he's like, oh, it's a rented Porsche. It wasn't a rented <laughs> Porsche. It was a rented Porsche. Oh my Porsche. God. You're taking that so out of context. <laughs> Oh my, see, I told you guys. My friend. Sorry to make it awkward in here, but I told you. My friend who lived in LA. <laughs> but he's here with the girl, so he wins. He moved to Miami and said, do you want to use my Porsche while I'm in Miami for the pandemic? And I Did said, Did you yes. not rent that Porsche from him? Yeah. So what's a rent a Porsche? <laughs> <laughs> you had so many other green flags I was willing to let that one go. But he was like, it's a cool car. Hey. I was like, yeah, sure. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and would your ex-boyfriend have like an R8? You're like, yeah, yeah my I was like, yeah, right. I'm so sorry to call you out. Like, no, I absolutely okay. adore that. But that's you what do. happens on this show. Eventually, Joe gets called out, and <sighs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, but that's the truth. I, my dad actually, he um, started out just um, with like Toyota trucks, and we've always driven Toyota trucks in my family, just keeping it cool, low key, just to see if my mom would like, you know, take the bite or like care. <sighs> about anything and she passed the test so nice that's that's always a good lesson um another red oh green flag yeah love talking them. about mom sisters sister-in-laws friends who are girls like with endurance mm. like he's so proud of them or like he really loves them or he gets that little sparkle in his eye always a good thing mm. never thought about that but that is such a delicious green flag a delicious green I love flag it. such a descriptive word i love it so much i like that um all right, I think we're going to go into like a little bit of dating rapid fire. Ooh, let's so, do it. All right, so if you could see a relationship report card, what grade would you give yourself and your exes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can I plead the fifth? You can. You definitely yeah, can. A relationship report card, like starting from like, like A to F. A to F? Let's go like last few relationships and okay. yourself as well. Oh, boy. Um, I would give myself an F with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> um, I played the breakup, no back together, breakup, no back together game. And you were dictating that? Well, we both were, but okay. I, I didn't set my boundaries, girls. Mm. Listen to your therapist, set your boundaries. <laughs> um, so I give myself an F. Um, also, don't date potential. Date what actually shows up. Very important lesson. Um, like the people that you're texting those word like giant paragraphs to, they're not the one. Like the people that you short text and say like, "Hey, what's up?" Not much. You, that's the that's the one. Not like the crying, screaming, sobbing text. <laughs> we all go through it. Though. Yeah, we all go through it. Um, the boyfriend before, who was the boyfriend before? Um, I dated this frat kid in Wisconsin. He was really nice, but just. Um, a frat kid. Our lifestyles did not align. I don't drink or smoke or do drugs, so that was probably it. Was interesting to see that that side of life. You just added this out. I give myself an F until now, where I'm <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Great. That. All right. A dating rule that you think is overrated or outdated? Oh, I can give you mine. Give me as yours. context. I think waiting for the other person to make a move is one of mine because I th think it's just so outdated that you mm -hmm. just have to wait for a man to be able to do it. Or this like arbitrary three-day rule for sex. Mm -hmm. I think it's bullshit. Three-date rule for sex. I think it's bullshit. If, you, if you're horny and you want to go for it, go for it. I think a new thing that people are saying is not to thank the guy. I always think you should – first of all, I think the guy should always pay. Sorry. Um, but second of all, I think that um, you have to say thank you. Always. I, I just – I don't like it when people – But if, if you combined my rule. Really? Yeah, so my – I always pay no matter what. Yeah. Like even if I know it's going nowhere, right. I'm going to – I value the time that you spent with me. Yes. And I'm going to make you feel important. I'm going to pay. Yeah. But, but if you – even if I do like you, if you don't – Attempt. Attempt or give like a really genuine thank you, then I'm like you're expecting this, which is such a red flag to me that I'm not – But not also who's so this. bloody rude not just to say thank you? Like I say thank you to the – to old mate who opens the door for me. Like, right. it's just like, that's a that's a pleasant thing to do. 
It happens. It really? It happens. People <laughs> oh, walk sure. up and say, not say the thing. Oh, yeah. thanks I so told much you about fun. my story. With yeah. Nobu. <laughs> and not only that, but I think if you're into dating, like the girl should get the coffee. Like I like to get coffees or like at least offer, like go, if we go to dinner now that we're in a relationship, like I like to be like, oh no, I got this. Joe's big on the reach. He wants the reach. He wants the, the reach is good. He wants the effort of yeah. being able to go into it, which I completely agree. Yeah. Um, what is the most unexpected compliment you've ever received from your partner? Oh, probably like if he's in the background and I'm on a call, like you did a great job. Mm. Or like you worded that really well. And he's, he works with words all day long and defending people and fighting against people. So I, a small little compliment. The intellectual comments and compliments, those are to me, I think like just as great as the looks compliment. If not, sometimes if better. not better. When he calls me yeah. smart, I'm like, thank you right. so much. I like, am that smart. That was really smart. Yeah, it was. Re- and it's like, I th- yeah, I, I think much more than like, and maybe that's just because of my past of like when you're on set, people are like, oh my God, you're so beautiful, which is really right. lovely, but it becomes dull after a while. And so when someone sits there and goes, oh my God, that you're so smart or that was so intelligent, you just really do give yourself a little pat in the back. It's yeah. so nice. Um, ideal first date location. Oh, I like to do I because I don't really drink. I always would <laughs> combine my dates um into things that I had to get done. I know that's probably bad, <laughs> but like I'd go so like much. on a walk down the West Side Highway, and if I didn't like him, I'd go to the grocery store. If I did like him, he'd come with me to the grocery store, or like you know we go to a speakeasy and we get appetizers. But like I don't like to get drinks. I think it's so boring. Like I like doing things like walking, going on walks around New York, mm. even in the winter, I think is just the best. And then you stop and you get coffee. Like you don't have to spend a million dollars. You know what I love? Arcades. <gasps> Arcades. So much fucking Like Dave and Buster's. Went there for my 31st birthday. Loved every You're single cool second of like it. You're cool like that. I'm not that cool. <laughs> You're definitely that cool. Um, what is, okay, one thing someone could do on a date that is like an absolute instant turn off. Mm-mm. But not talk paying. all about himself. I once went on a date when he, where he, the guy just didn't ask me any questions, and I just was like, "I have a party," and I actually left. I wow. left. I I couldn't stand it. I was like, "This is a waste of my time." I walked out in the middle of a date once, yeah. or not even the middle. It was like ten minutes in because he was just on his phone. And he didn't ask me any questions except I, yeah. except bar. Oh, you're a Wilhelmina model. <gasps> I. I wish I was called a Wilhelmina model, but (laughs) (laughs) I did. I do have a code word, and I recommend everyone have a code word with their mom or their best friend. Mine is purple. Well, now the Ah, world knows. That's my favorite color. Ah! And purple, I text it, and my BFF calls me right away, and she's like, Da, 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 da. You want me to pretend I hurt my ankle? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry she hurt her ankle. I'm out. Okay, so <laughs> the funny thing is in the, in the app we have this safety feature, right? So it's, is it five minutes into the day? 15. 15 minutes into the day. Yeah. The app texts you and it's like, hey, are you having a good time? And if you say no, it will send a, like a message to your emergency contact basically being like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is so cool, guys. What a fun idea. Yeah. I think it's like for safety but then also kind of like that built-in best friend aspect of just going, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. This dude's creeping me out. Or he's like, we're just not vibing. Oh, and then you don't have that. to like, you don't have to superstitiously like, you know, text under the, the table. That's so good. Um, all right. We have to wrap up here, I think. But I want to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. What inspires you most creatively? Ooh. It depends on what we're talking about. Mm. <laughs> I, um, I would say just like random things that pop out to me that occur when I'm working out or in the shower like when I'm, when you're not trying so hard mm. just things kind of arise to the surface so I would just say like just putting yourself in positions where you get those ideas to flow <laughs> and then writing them down right after does that happen to you in the shower yes yeah, so there's only two two times or two instances where I do most of my thinking where all my ideas come one is hiking yeah so I go on like twice a week I go on a one hour hike so LA and so in that hike, I do every all my thinking. Me personally, about the business, and then I'll come back and I'll write all my notes down. Mm-hmm. And then every night in the shower, I take a long shower because so I just think about everything that happened that day and, and the next day and what what could make, again, my life or the app better. And then I come out of the shower and write all these notes. And I say, who are you texting? I'm like, myself. You <laughs> need That is so cool. And you need a shower notes pad. I have one. No. And you can write notes and it comes with a little waterproof what? pencil. For and your you birthday. can write it down in the shower. 
That is like the perfect gift for me. Yep. Wow. I will get on that. Yep. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Got you. Um, one thing on your bucket list. Ooh. There's so much. Oh. Um, probably like one of those athletic retreats, like oh. being psycho, like cold plunge, sauna, just like challenging myself. Um, and also hosting another camp social this summer. We had 200 girls show up solo and leave as friends mm. this past summer. And we're going to have 350 this summer. Camp what? social 2024. What is camp social? It is hot and social, but camp. So we bus everyone out, only girls to camp um, and we give them a three-day experience and everyone comes solo. They come from different cities and different countries. Wow. We have girls from South Africa and Spain and Arkansas oh gosh, and New York. They become best friends. They do sports and sleep in bunks and we have color work. It's the best weekend of life. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I absolutely love that. You should come. <laughs> Freaking will. We're moving. 23rd to the 25th of August. Go. We'll be here. I'm really launching the dates. I haven't even shared this at all. <laughs> okay, Luckily, go. this is post-date a little bit, so yeah. people won't know until it. All right, last one. What is your ultimate act of self-care and self-love? Mm. Um, I just started writing in my five-minute journal mm. in the morning. And uh, I like that. I like reflecting on the day and mm. just like feeling grateful in the morning. And I'd also say working out. Like I love core power yoga sculpt and just going into a class and sweating and Tracy Anderson, even though that music is so loud. <laughs> Does she still have the gym in the West Village? In uh, Tribeca. Okay. And it's so intense. The girls walk in, they're like, it's like you're going into the military. Beast mode. It is, there are no friends to be made walking into that class. But as you leave after the sweat, they're really nice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's oh awesome. Gosh, it's ultimate Tribeca mom mode Tribeca. for sure. Um, thank you so much for being here today. This was it, the hour flew by. I wish we could talk for another three hours. We'll do it again. We'll have to do another around what, Wait, I want to ask you a question. Okay, ask me a it. question. Um, what are you most looking forward to accomplishing in 2024? And what are you most proud of in 2023? Go. Most proud of in 2023, I think just, this is our first year of marriage. And I think a lot of people say, we got married in, in April. I think a lot of people say that the first year of marriage is, is the most difficult and yeah, sure. Like we we have extenuating circumstances as well. I'm going through the visa process. I'm being able to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been living in a tiny little cramped apartment in Los Angeles, getting you know preparing to move out here. But I think the thing that I'm most grateful for is the fact that I have such an incredible husband, who's not only like a good partner but like a best friend, a built-in best friend at the same time. And we we tr- I think this year has proven that we can truly get through anything if we try. Oh. And 2024, I'm really looking forward to hopefully being a mother. I know. I'm very, very excited mm. about that. Amongst so many other things, but that's like pretty much at the top of my bucket list. Wow. I know. Yay! Yay! <laughs> How about you, darling? Uh, well, you, I don't want to touch on us twice because you covered it all so amazingly. Okay. Um, for 2023, I'm so proud of the team that we put together at First Rounds on Me because it was like 2022 was our first inception year and it was like a challenge to get the company off the ground. And then 2023, I found so many amazing people to like really build the brand because mm-hmm. you can never build a business by yourself. You need yeah. so many people. It's been so hard. Yeah. So you need a lot of people who know more than you do in specific areas. Mm-hmm. And this past year I've met so many and they're all part of the team. And I feel very lucky to have that. We love you guys. I love that. And I love you, Danny. And <laughs> don't you think it's kind of like dating, hiring? I, I exactly really learned same. this. Like you have to wait it out. I used to jump at the first application kind of stupidly and and I've learned that like holding out for the right person and then they get in that role and you're like oh my god I'm so glad I chose you and you applied Mm -hmm. right yeah I have three rules which are so simple one is do you believe in the mission Mm -hmm. like a lot of people like hey I want to work fresh rounds on me I'm like hey do you know what we do and do you actually believe in (laughs) it like do you have experience (laughs) so that's one two is do we vibe Mm -hmm. like because if we don't vibe, I'm not working with you. Like, are, are we? do we have a really good energy together? Mm-hmm. That's two. And three is, do you know something that I have no idea about? Like marketing. I don't know anything about marketing. Can you mm-hmm. teach me about marketing? And if you could do all three of those, that's that's a good start for me. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. And take it into dating. Do you know something? Oh, teach me something. Are you invested in me? Do you think we hit it off with our vibe? Yeah, kind of like… the business mindset into Kind of like… Uh, what's his name? What's your boyfriend's name? Kyle. Kyle. Kyle knew what you were talking about. Yeah. Brought it back up. Right? So he knows about you. Mm-hmm. He 
you guys went on a date after a couple of weeks. So he's invested in you. Mm-hmm. And he's teaching you about how to be calm and legal stuff. I there you love go. that. You Thank go. you so Absolutely much. Incredible. She's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Like I said, we'll have to do a part two. Can't wait to come to camp. Yes. But if you want to let everybody know where they can find you. Find me at Liv Schreiber, L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, and Hot and Social at hotandsocial.com. We do free monthly coffee on the first Friday of every month. It is a vibe. Uh, work from home Fridays happen. You show up between 7.30, 9.30 a.m. You meet new people. You come get a free coffee. And it just is the best thing ever. I love I it. I can't wait to attend one. I can't wait. Or just hang out with you even more. We're going to do it. something together. So stay tuned. And follow us. First Runs on Me. First Runs on Me on YouTube. And subscribe. Awesome. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>